0: garrett yes Boka? what do women want
1: oh wow if only there was a profound amount of electricity that could course through my veins to give me that answer bokeh how does that become his power instead of becoming like static shock or shazam yeah exactly it's like <laughs> this movie's dumb but we'll get into it
0: <laughs> already off out the gate hi i'm Boca. i'm garrett and this is the Bro Podcast, where two dudes talk about romantic comedies because love is dead and movies are real. This week, we're talking about the Mel Gibson oopsie. What women want?
1: This is, this is the Mel Gibson oopsie.
0: This this <laughs> of all the things Mel Gibson has done, we're going to say that what women want is the oopsie. <laughs> we're imagine you go back to the year two thousand when this movie came out, and you walk out of the theater saying, "Boy, Mel Gibson sure can't miss." <laughs>
1: It's all uphill for Mel. This it's is all another Hill banger from Mr. Gibson.
0: Yeah, yeah, Mr. Gibson, top of his fucking game. Um, can I give the high level plot summary? May I? Yep. Yes. Shall I? I, mean, what I will. Got? All right. What women want is yep. about Mel Gibson playing a guy in an ad agency who is a giant chauvinist, but in fucks a lot, and he sucks. And he somehow magically gets the power to read women's minds. Yes. Hijinks, not even hijinks. Uh, some thoughtfulness, I guess, ensues. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. He tries to develop against his will as a person, while being bludgeoned to death with other people's
0: thoughts of what a piece of shit he is. Before we get into the the, the beat by beat breakdown, there's a question I wanted to ask at the top. Uh, okay, I have one too, so I love this. Oh, okay. You you go first. Would you want this power? Oh
1: God. And as a follow up, if so, for how long, and what would you do with it?
0: Um, in, in general, superpowers are enticing because, like you know, mm-hmm. anything can break up monotony. because um, you know what, in the movie, it seems like he can't control it. Is the biggest no. issue. And as if I, he doesn't put his fingers to his temple like Professor X and say, "This is this one." Thinking it's just he can hear it as if they spoke, and yeah. so that part seems awful. Can I do like a trial run, like like a Spotify subscription? I mean, you can set your time range here. Oh, well, because like if it turns out it's awesome and I set the yeah. time frame for a day, then I'm sad. If this is an evil curse, then... That's why I, I got to gamble. Ugh. Oh, God. You know what? Fuck it. I want it. He seemed functional. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah, you want this power. You, want this you power. definitely want this power. And then my question to you was, could this power, could Mel Gibson... In what Women want, make it onto the A team for the X Men.
1: Oh wow! No, no, I don't think so. Because well, here is the th- because Professor Xavier already has this power. He yeah he he has and it. So does like, uh, what's her face? Who is uh not the dark? F- yeah,
0: uh, Jean Grey, Jean- aka Jean- Phoenix.
1: Yeah, Jean Grey already has it. Xavier has it, and probably
0: a myriad of other you know minor people. Telepathy yeah. is a like very common power. I was just imagining, you know, remember the, the 90s intro for X Men cartoon? It's like, stolen. Da-na-na-na-na. It. Yeah. Da-na-na-na-na-na. it's like, Cyclops. <laughs> and then you see a Mel Gibson character. It's like, chauvinist. <laughs> and just like put his fingers to his brain. It's like, whoop, 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 whoop. He's like, against Magneto, useless. The blob, yeah. no. But Mystique, <laughs> he knows. She says she's going to hit me, and then she hits you.
1: That's what he, he could fucking do. Honestly, that no, that would be the thing. The angle that they would have to take is, yeah, he's only good against fighting women. and Oh, no. The only reason is because he knows he, what they're going to do. So he knows if they're going to punch or kick or how they're going to attack them. So therefore, he is magically, as a martial arts background, because, of course, he would have that. Oh, no. Now, the ultimate female fighter. This is... Yeah. The problematic X Men universe that we've just created.
0: No, Garrett, he's not just a female fighter. You gave Mel Gibson the ability to only read women's minds. He's going to be like. I didn't give him that. Okay. The, 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 the whole premise here has given him that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So Mel Gibson, maybe not on the A team, but. Yeah, no, I think he's on the, like, the, the D or E team. Yeah, down there with like. No, the King. fact that Ant Man is like a superhero at all. Yeah. Yeah. There's so, hope for everyone. Hey, if Ant-Man crawled up inside Thanos' anus and just expanded, the Infinity Wars would have ended much sooner. 100%. Mm -hmm. All right, let's now get into the movie. Okay, so it begins (laughs) with uh,
1: his ex-wife describing the concept of a man's man um, and then taking us through the in-depth psychology of this man's man, being Mel Gibson,
0: and how he has probably an edible complex tied to his mother. Because his mother was a showgirl in Vegas, and Mel Gibson never knew his father. So he grew up backstage amongst mobsters and showgirls and et cetera. And so he learned how to become the most shitty person. And, you know, Mel's ex... Wait, ooh, pause. Hmm. Yes. Mel Gibson's character, Garrett. Yes. What is his name? Nick Marshall. You wrote it down. Okay. Yeah. You know, this is growth. Yeah, yeah. Hey, it's a start.
1: And then her, the, well, we'll get to her, but I don't know her name too. Yeah. And who, who wrote this?
0: Uh, oh, Nancy Meyer.
1: Kathy Uspa. Oh, did Nancy direct? Uh, maybe, I don't know. All oh. I know is I just knew something that you did not know about who wrote this. And also she wrote the sequel, What Men Want, which I, I know we've already locked our thing here. And at a certain point this entire season, is just going to be dedicated to magical, mystical bullshit. But I kind of want to watch it. As like the, the trifecta, not the trifecta, the quad. But I mean, we've gone, we've, we've done uh, Palm Springs, then Groundhog's Day to complete that. Yes. And then we have
0: what women want. And then we kind of need to bookend it, but we'll get to that. We, okay, we'll we'll look on the back end and see what we can sub. But yeah, so yeah. Nick, giant chauvinist, and his ex-wife is some, for some reason telling a room full of women about how much his, her ex-husband got laid. And then also his daughter is talking to his girlfriend, her girlfriends. Oh, what's the daughter's name? Oh, yeah,
1: that's a good one. That's one of those ones that, like, I don't know. (laughs) Time to drink. Damn it. But it is great because she has the best line. She's describing, like, him as a father and goes, he's always been like an uncle to me. And I was just like, that's the most brilliant way to describe a dad that's not in your life at all, except to maybe have
0: fun occasionally and bounce. Yeah, your shitty dad is like an uncle. Uncle dad. Uncle dad. So all these women are talking about how much Nick sucks, and he was a chauvinist, and he does suck, and he is a chauvinist. Um, mm-hmm. He works in ad agencies, so it's like Mad Men in the year 2000, and he's expecting a big promotion uh, from his boss, Alan Alda. Hey, okay, you don't care about Alan Alda? You didn't watch? No, Man? I, no, I do remember. I
1: watched when I was watching it. I was like, "Hey, it's that guy," but I just forgot his name.
0: Alan Alda. Hey, you gotta wave and now. Your I hands know. Like, Alan
1: Alda, I'm excited.
0: Oh. Yeah, but instead of Nick getting promotion, Alan Alda says, "Nope." We're bringing, we, our company, our agency somehow has zero women in power and we have never, not somehow, that happens a lot, uh, but (laughs) sucks. So let's bring in a woman to be the new creative director. And that woman is Garrett. What is her name? Her name is Darcy McGuire. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'll I'll take a drink then. You know what? Here we go. Growth.
1: So Darcy steps, or Darcy steps in, and the funniest thing about this for me is she's the creative director now, and he got passed up for promotion, but <clears throat> they have this man in like a, I don't know, 900 square foot office, Oh um, my! and he God. has like two personal assistants, and they're making him out to be like the shit, and I'm like, okay, he's not even a director, so he's like, yeah. what is the manager at this place? He's a senior copywriter? Yeah, I'm like, we're, we're going to just bow down and kiss this man's ass,
0: and he's like a mid-level manager at a marketing company. I assumed that those two women were like his Vegas aunties from back when his mother was a showgirl, like they were her co-workers. Maybe. So they're slightly older and loved him like a son. So I was like, oh, are those like his his aunties? Or
1: if nothing else, they're the stand-ins that he's hired because they remind him of exactly who those people would be.
0: Oh, that's funky. Yeah. So somehow he has two assistants, Alan Alda and then Helen Hunt, aka Darcy McGuire, comes in to let these people know what women want. Yeah. And uh, so then she presents this entire
1: package, which I thought was really, really clever, of little boxes of all of the products from all the companies that are currently seeking a new ad agency to specifically target female clients. Yeah, Um, And gives them the, well, which I thought was, this is an aggressive timeline. They basically have 24 hours till 8.30 a.m. the next day to use all the products, try them, and then come back with a bit of a show and tell of their thoughts around it. which then cues up the, well, actually, I guess we, you know what we do. We need to get to the coffee scene. The coffee?. Mm-hmm. Remind me. So then what happens after this? He goes to it, He goes by this little like coffee shop in the morning
0: to try to
1: like I don't know I guess he just gets coffee as human beings do but there's the this barista that works behind the counter that he keeps trying to ask out and she keeps being like no I don't want to date you I don't want you to ask me out please stop asking me out and in classic like early 2000s fashion it's like come on baby but it's me if you see me I'm Mel Gibson hey look at me and then he eventually wears her down and she's like fine we can go out on a date tomorrow if we have to or whatever and there's like this nerd dude behind Mel Gibson who's like oh my God, that was amazing. he's like, I know. And then like walks out and just like, that was the worst, creepiest exchange of all time. But they both think that they've absolutely, that he's absolutely killed it. But
0: Garrett. Yes. But Garrett. Hmm. What is her name?
1: Oh, fuck. Stop introducing Like Lori or something?
0: You're close. You get one more guess. Laura. Double shot. No, you're wrong. What is it? What is it?
1: What was it? Ah! Shit. I, my next, my third guest was gonna be Layla.
0: Still wrong, but I was in the neighborhood. Yeah, Derek and the Dominoes, baby. My dog was named I after that it. song. Um, yep. No, played by the incomparable Marissa Tomei. Yeah, she's great. She's fantastic. She's a smoke show. Oh, uh, yeah. Wonderful. So, yeah. Uh, he, Mel Gibson sucks. Uh, Darcy gives all the people at the ad agency a box full of like, women's products. So, like, um, Home waxing kit, Wonder bra, pantyhose, um, nail polish, um, Porsche lipstick. Did you ever see Wonder bra? Yeah. Like just yeah, a whole myriad of uh, feminine products. Yeah, and Nick goes home and he's like, mind you, his his teenage daughter who stays with the mom normally because of course he's divorced uh, is crashing with them. But while while she's out um he's like oh i hate women and he every time he's flipping through the tv and every time a woman's thing comes on he's like ew gross girls this reminded me a little bit of like how they did the Christmas Carol, where it's like you have to make a guy (laughs) who's
1: so unlikable that the character arc is so obvious of where this is going that it's like, oh, women, boo, boo, women. And then he's like sitting there and he's like, because he's had a rough day and didn't get his promotion. He's like, oh, these women, they're everywhere. I need someone to heal my pain. And so he goes over to his record player, puts on Frank Sinatra, and it's like, give it to me, Frank,
0: fix this female world. (laughs) Yeah, oh, please. With their... desire for equal rights in their own separate bathrooms and sports uh bah humbug and so eventually he says all right fine but i do want to kick darcy out of her job slash do well because job so instead he goes into uh his daughter's backpack grabs one of her cds who was playing did you recognize it i know the song it's the i'm a bitch i'm a lover i'm a mother i'm a daughter song uh i i couldn't tell you that sounds right but i also we could be completely wrong it was a song on the Landis Morissette CD. So, anyway, he's playing quote unquote chick music. Uh, and then he's just trying on all the products. So, he went from kind of zero to 100 real fast. So, he's putting on pantyhose, painting his toenails, and doing, doing the whole box. Smoking cigarettes while waxing his legs. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, my, it, it, so, he's doing, he has all the stuff on. He's doing all of it. And, of course, that's when teenage daughter comes in with mm-hmm. boyfriend, Garrett.
1: Fuck. Garrett. This is even funnier because this is a scene in the movie where the boyfriend introduces himself to Mel Gibson and Mel Gibson and myself while watching this immediately forget. So like, I, he comes up with the names that he thinks his name is, is Carmine, Carmen, Carmichael. It's all car stuff. Uh, I believe
0: his name is Cameron. His name is Cameron, correct.
1: Yes. yes. All right. So what are you two for two? Or two yeah. and two? Or two. Yeah, two and two. I'm okay. 500 right now. I'm not a great sports team, but hey, we're, we're competitive. Let's see. You're like the bank. Also, this dude's apartment is so huge that it did get me thinking about when we were talking about Juno and like the differences of that versus other rom coms and how yeah. they progressed. I think it was because up until 2008, was there a rom com that featured people that weren't fucking loaded? Like from the beginning of cinema to 2008. Did they have okay. anyone that wasn't fucking loaded in a rom-com?
0: So we got Julia Roberts in Pretty Woman. Yep, Woman. he's... Weak. Richard Gere's loaded. Julia Roberts in Runway Bride. Everyone's loaded. No, Julia Roberts wasn't loaded. She was like... Well, okay, hey. fine. Richard Gere's loaded again. <laughs> no, he was like just a regular reporter who was semi-fired. Oh, ah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. Okay, fine. That's, that's regular-ish. Um, we got uh, Hugh Grant in Nottingham Hill. Opposite he's of Julia Roberts. Mm -hmm. and she's loaded no he's not loaded she's loaded he's loaded he's not sorry i was thinking about a boy yeah about a boy he's loaded yeah but the boy isn't loaded in about a boy so that's a couple that's true anyway so So anyway boyfriend cameron comes in and mel gibson's like oh no fuck i'm wearing pantyhose and uh a wonder bra and waxing and i I can explain and don't explain mm -hmm. or don't explain well anyway but as girlfriend uh, as daughter leaves and fuck you, dad, you're awful. And boyfriend leaves because he's kicked out. Mel Gibson somehow trips over some bath beads while drying his hair um, next to a full tub, thereby fall. Essentially, he he electrocutes himself with yes. water in the tub and the hair dryer. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: And then, then he wakes up not- the next, huh?
0: Yeah, yeah. He, w- he yeah. wakes up the-, the next,
1: and his housekeeper finds him. Yes. Um, and assumes that he's been out on a bender and this time it's gone a little weird because he's now cross seemingly cross-dressing and passed out on the floor. Uh, which I did think the irony of this, which I, only because I'm a, a basic bro who enjoys the gym. I was thinking the irony of like the unrealistic expectations for women in Hollywood. And then I was thinking about Mel Gibson in this scene where it's like he has six pack abs and is shredded as a 45 year old man. And an ad agency that has no reason to be in good shape whatsoever.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it has like abdominal real.
1: veins. I'm like, what the hell?
0: Yeah, no, especially when you know how agency life is just supposed to be fucking awful. Oh, he's yeah. This wh- dude should be like 60 pounds overweight. He's a chain smoker. They got that part right. Yeah. So at least he's smoking, probably to keep awake. So he comes in, and as the house cleaner's going around, you hear her saying, like, stupid fucking asshole. I hate you, Mel Gibson. Fuck mm-hmm. you. You should die but she's only thinking it she doesn't say those words but she's thinking it and he's like what did you say the wacky twist of this movie has arrived (laughs) baba booey so he steps out and then the the door woman at his building played by loretta divine like she's horny for him and he can hear her thoughts
1: which her thing on him is hysterical because he decides like he starts getting creeped out by the fact that he can hear all of this commentary from her. Yeah. So he's like, I'm not going to take a taxi. I'm just going to go. And she's like, Look at that sweet ass. I just want. What, wait, I wrote it down. Look at that sweet <laughs> ass. I just want to ride that thing all night. And I was like, Wait, you want to ride to work? Listen, you're riding his ass. What? What? Are we pegging Mel Gibson? Is that? What I was going to say. Work?
0: You know, you were familiar. Let me not say you're familiar. You you've heard of? You're, the you're clearly
1: familiar. You're probably running the quarterly articles on this
0: topic. Yeah, listen, Gary, I've seen your collection of butt plugs, and let me tell you, <laughs> it's bigger than necessary. Anyway, <laughs> I'm not going to walk it back. So Mel Gibson can hear people's thoughts. Yes. He goes to the, the first meeting at work, right? And that's not going great because uh, he, he shows up late because he's both frazzled by the I can read minds. And also, I don't have any ideas for this thing right now.
1: No cuz they they're looking for like pitches for the individual products and so they ask like you know no one's going to engage no one wants to volunteer first she's in her head going well you know nick seems to be making eye contact or engaged like what's going on here Meanwhile, he's freaking the hell out. So he's like, "Okay, I'll start with something." And his pitch for lipstick is like a Tahitian beauty under a waterfall with red lipstick on and a plump ass. And then they're all like, "Of course, this is him." And he's like, "Uh, but then, then I thought about." It. He's like, keeps trying to save it to react to
0: everyone's thoughts in the room while yeah. perpetually bombing. Right? He'll he'll eke out a bit of his idea, read everyone's mind. They're all telling him like, "Oh my god, this giant chauvinist sucks." Then he'll try to pivot and step up. It's like when you're walking on thin ice because he really yeah. is. He's now, he, he is so up his own ass. He didn't realize that every single person around him hates him. I mean, how many people are literally don't. (laughs) This is him
1: and his little company, his whole marketing thing is just 15 to 19 years early to all of the ex-employees tweeting out all of the horrible shit they had to go through while at that company, him eventually by that time being the CEO and having to step
0: down. This is a very realistic, probably portrayal of some people in power. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Because think of all the ass you have to kiss or just the mm-hmm. amount of thoughts you have to withhold, you know. And so that's why reading minds, especially when you can't turn it off, it's yeah. more likely it's it's going to suck a lot.
1: It would definitely suck a lot. But I do think you'd have the same curve that he eventually gets, which is like you start to understand people uh, from all, I mean, I know they're all women, but you'd also have a very <laughs> wide breakdown of like women from all different walks of life. So you'd yeah. even get to understand that, like, even though you're only able to read one gender's mind, that gender across all these different like cultural barriers all probably have very similar thoughts. And then also, I don't know, as i on a macro level, how they're perceiving you as a man, like you, you would hopefully at a certain point start being like, okay, I'm picking up themes here that I'm no longer just perpetually in my own head about. I'm like, this is, you know. I don't know what I'm getting at here other than maybe yeah. be a more understanding person.
0: Yeah. It, it, overall, it's probably good for you, I guess. But Jesus, it seems like, for example, Lisa Edelstein is one of the other copywriters there, aka mm-hmm. Dr. Cuddy from House. And oh yeah, that was great. Him. Yeah, I love me some Cuddy. And she hates him. If, we, if, if, if Cuddy hates me, I will immediately end my life. If I find out Lisa Edelstein hates wow. me. Yeah. So don't give me this power. Anyone else on X-Men I'll take. No, I don't want to be Beast. I don't want to be Blue.
1: Yeah, that'd be bad. But speaking of not wanting this power, Mel Gibson does not want this power. So he decides he's going to recreate this entire evening. And so he gets the shit back in the box, goes back to his apartment, puts on the pantyhose, puts on the stuff, gets the mascara in his eye like he did the night before, then decides that instead of just falling in a bathtub, he wants to really up the stakes because it's a rainy, stormy evening. Turn on the the hairdryer, which by the way, we need to talk about this. Small detail, but it pissed me off. This hairdryer has a 78 foot long cord. When he's tripping in the bathroom, because he's rich, he has an enormous bathroom, the, the cord length to go through all the shenanigans to get to the bathtub is like 12 feet long. Then yeah. he has it plugged in and is walking through his apartment out of his balcony with it still plugged in. Now, I want to go with the extension cord as an excuse, but I didn't see one. This is a magic hairdryer with a 58-foot-long cord.
0: But anyway, lightning strikes it and you know, uh, his ass is fried. It, you know, sh- no, shut the fuck up. You know it was an extension cord, Garrett. <laughs> Don't make problems where there are none, Okay. He fucking had an extension I saw,
1: I did not see the cord. It was implied, but I didn't cord see it.
0: Stopped at, or maybe to triple up the ante, since it's a big mm. old balcony, he has external um, outlets. So you can plug it in outside. That seems like twice as likely to shock you. Give the people the shot of the extension cord that they're crying out for.
1: I want you to
0: call the DP and be like, hey, I know you're probably like 80 years old now, but. Uh, <laughs> This one shot, which you might not have had the final say in, I have a bone to pick. Fuck yep, you. That's what Twitter is for. I'll tweet at him. Mm-hmm. Oh, so God. anyway, he'd be big dead, like
1: huge dead, but yeah. he's not dead. And he still <laughs> has this fucking power.
0: <laughs> yeah. And so now he goes to the therapist he saw when he was getting divorced from his first wife, Gigi. And he can read her thoughts and he proves it because it's very easy pick a number. She picks a number in her brain. He says the number at the end. You, I can read your mind. Okay. Um, and she, her advice was weird as fuck. Yeah. She you was know, like, you have
1: a tremendous amount of power. You could really do a lot with this. You have a blessing. Like, why are you going to throw this away or looking for reasons to not have it? You should just use it to your advantage and be manipulative as fuck. And he's yeah. like, oh, which is funny because that is the personality that they've set up for him. But yeah. up until this point,
0: I don't think he thought of it as, he was just scared. He did not think of like, oh, I could just be evil. <laughs> he hates women so much that the thought of being inside their head was immediately a bad thing. A
1: hundred percent.
0: Yeah. But isn't that really weird Also, do you,
1: that is very weird advice, particularly from a therapist. Like one thing I wrote down from that is like, you could actually be an amazing therapist if you had the right intentions and you happen to be get this power because you could like more empathize because you're not only hearing their words, you're actually seeing how they think or hearing how they think. But obviously coming from a therapist, that's more the lens I think that I'd be coming at this from. Not like, yo, you could fuck over a lot of people and really use this (laughs) to your advantage. You should do that instead.
0: Yeah, and it's like, ma'am, you should lose your license if that's the advice you give. But that's the mm-hmm. advice she gives. And so he's he decides to start using it and he starts listening into to people's thoughts. Um and so they're in they're in another pitch meeting, I think, with uh uh Well, oh, no, I actually have the scene out of order. Darcy. Sorry. Yeah, no, he he was in the pitch meeting with Darcy and has his one coworker. Um who who has some thought about advil do you remember that part? oh yeah
1: that that was earlier from the other pitch meeting but we needed to discuss this because it was great yeah uh when he when he does the whole like you know if woman that's under a waterfall with a big ass thing and they're obviously yeah. like this sucks this sucks she's thinking about advil and how she would fake a headache and take advil to not have to have sex with her husband which i'm yes. like there are other issues in your relationship but okay yes this is a branching off point let's use it so he pitches like a pitch for Advil, which is basically take it even when you don't need it, and the whole thing is framed as like I used to pitch get it pitch a drug that
0: way, <laughs> right? You can't you can't sell any drug by saying take it even when you don't need it, just recreationally. Fuck the FDA. Fuck your liver. <laughs> Can you imagine
1: if if uh, the uh, if Xanax or Pfizer or whatever came out yeah. and had little Xan be their fucking spokesperson? Yeah.
0: Perfect, even when you don't need it. Clonopin. <laughs> take it even when you don't need it you yep. know so it's like that's the pitch he gives but the reason that it was so fucked is because like this woman thinks this to herself i i sometimes take advil to not fuck my husband and he he uh says like come on does nobody ever take advil so they don't have to fuck their husband and he's staring right at this woman that is not your business in the workplace and he keeps forcing it He keeps me like, so you've never taken
1: Advil to not fuck your husband. You're telling me, not even once, have you not taken Advil to not fuck your husband.
0: He's on the fucking witness stand. (laughs) Like, ma'am, do you want to fuck your husband, yes or no? And he's like, (laughs) and she's like, you can't handle the truth. Yeah, it's like, this is an 8.30 a.m. meeting on a Wednesday. Everybody, please comment. In front of your new senior director, director of creative yeah this is whatever. this is what you're gonna do and it's like oh my god that would be the most i'd have to mute if that was a zoom call and hundred 100 yeah
1: so anyway so- he moved back to this date with the woman from the coffee shop who has a name and it's not Lo- it's lola there we go yes so he has her his date with lola it goes well because obviously he's able to read her fucking mind um which he set this whole thing up for a bit of background when they when he finally gets to cave of like you know i'm just like scared of being hurt just as you are. And like, oh, I just want to take things slow. And so like, based on that premise, she's already like head over heels for him. Um, and like, during that, I was thinking, he has a couple moments in this movie where like, he should have played the Joker. Like he oh, is, no. comes off as a complete, like he could either play Satan or he could play the Joker super fucking well. Um, but anyway, so they, they eventually, the evening goes well, he can read her mind, yada, yada. They go back to her place and have sex. And it is fucking hysterical
0: yeah so in the, the the reason them having sex is hysterical is because it's it's a game of mind sweeper it's the walking on thin ice uh energy again he's they're making out he hears her think oh my god can he please use less tongue so then he's like oh stops and then uses less tongue uh it's like every but at first he's in his head too much because mm-hmm. he can hear well, and like she, she, he describes his. He made a coffee
1: joke about his penis being grande, and so she like sticks her hand down and goes, "Oh, well, I lied about the grande."
0: And he immediately just stops to his tracks, like, "Oh shit, I don't want any of this." <laughs> yeah, so he's he's not really able to enjoy at first, but then he goes into the bathroom, gives himself a, he, a pep talk, and then just like, "Let me just listen to everything she wants and then do that." And then she, Lola, had a wonderful, magnificent time. Yeah, which so. if there's any lesson to be learned here, just ask. You don't need psychic powers. Just ask. Yeah, communicate during sex, everybody. Yeah, this is the the type of
1: tidbits that you come to the bromance
0: podcast for. Talk during sex. We're 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 both licensed sex therapists. hundred percent. I'm from Texas and did not have sex ed, Um, so you should take our word for it. Yeah, you didn't have sex ed in Texas. I told you this story. It was like during we. I've forgotten this story. We had the sex content sex ed portion during health class right and at the start mm-hmm. of that unit um teacher who was also the cheerleading coach was like all right take all your questions and put them in this box and that way i can answer them anonymously not put your business out there yeah. we all put questions in that box and that box was never revisited again i don't know if they burnt it in a prayer circle or if she just took it back i home. think they
1: all drank red wine in the teacher's lounge read that shit died laughing and said nah, fuck that
0: and yeah, just kept it moving like, so we, I did, we, there was no, here's the condom on the banana. There was no wow. birth control. It was photos of diseased genitals and just say, no. Yeah. You know, see, I, I grew up in California. So it was, we got like, our sex ed
1: teacher's name was Emmanuel. And I remember it was amazing because we used to call him our sex manual. And, um, I, it wrote itself but uh it wasn't only just like how to ha- it wasn't like here's sex or the concept of sex it also was like here's how to have sex well <laughs> like it was a little like i even i remember being like 13 14 being like i mean i get that we're explaining where the parts are but you're starting to describe how to work them properly and
0: i'm taking notes <laughs> i mean is that a bad class no i mean it's do you, as do
1: you, long as the teacher isn't a creep, but
0: he wasn't a creep, so it went over well. There you go. Shout out to your sex manual. Did, did you ever yeah, see there the, you go. The, key, the Key and peel sketch? You know what? Never mind. I, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> <laughs> post-podcast. Yeah, post-podcast. So um, he's now uh, using his powers kind of for good. And Nick's uh, getting super close to women to read their thoughts, and he's learning, and he's taking notes, and he's developing. Like, but a, he's also while doing this, completely screwing over Darcy and stealing all of her ideas while they're working oh, together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he'll he'll take any of Darcy's ideas, and he's getting clo- really close to women and reading their minds and using it. And he uses this to get closer to his daughter. He's like, "Oh, daughter's going to prom because she's fifteen, um, and he, she's de- boy- and her
1: boyfriend's eighteen,
0: which like sketch." Yeah, and, and we, we realize later in the movie how deeply you sketch, but mm-hmm. in the meantime she's into it. Um and she's so like, Yo, let me take you dress shopping. And they do and they have the they have a montage. They have a montage. I love a good she's going in and out of the dressing rooms and she tries a dress and it's like, No, and then she tries another dress and it's like no, but then she tries the last dress and it's like, Yes. So yeah. That was nice. yeah. Lo-
1: love a good trying on clothes montage.
0: Yeah. So
1: like, I want a montage of
0: all the trying on clothes montages. Oh, we're going to YouTube after this. Yeah. Yep. So he's stealing all Darcy's ideas as they're trying to get uh, Nike women's division uh, to be repped by their agency. Yes. And, you know, he's, she has good ideas. He's inside her head. And so he just kills it, doesn't he?
1: yeah he basically they built a mysticism just around men stealing women's ideas in the workplace like that's the whole yeah. <laughs> they just oh, built the entire thing as a big allegory to just describe oh. what that's actually like you know well, this is like a version of get out where it's like as a white person watching get out you're like oh shit I, I know it's, uh, I know there's a whole, you know, more sci-fi plot line here, but like, I am getting my first glimpse of, it, of a situation where I could understand if you're the only person in that room, what that must feel like to some degree. And you're watching this, you're like, oh, wow, the mysticism of his little superpower is actually explaining to me like a child what it must be like when someone just straight up steals your idea, takes all the credit, gets the promotion, and then you end up fucked over.
0: Mm, yeah, so I think, I think we all learned something today, you know, <laughs> and <laughs> I'm giving it, because as you're saying something that was nice and thoughtful, I'm refilling my drink. Uh,
1: the, I love when Boke is not to pay attention at all. He's just like, yeah, no. So anyway, going back, whatever it was just said, I don't know. I so heard you.
0: I heard you. You're talking about how the same way white people watch Get Out, and then halfway through say, oh. That might be about men- me. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I do that. I <laughs> think you and I both hit the halfway point in this movie. And go wait a minute. This might be about us stealing ideas. Oh God! Listen, <laughs> I'm, I'm a corporate setter because you don't want to pitch ideas because once you have to pitch an idea, then it's your problem. Okay, so just Hush you gotta show? do something about it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So I, <laughs> so I'm an ally. Don't start something. Won't be nothing. Or however exactly. that goes. But for corporate, <laughs> there you go. All right. So he's stealing Darcy's ideas, but also while he's inside her her head, he mm. likes what he sees. Yes. And they start, she likes him because like, oh my God, it's like we finish each other's. Sandwiches. Ha. And uh, he likes her because, why does he like her? I mean, she, she's nice, but like, why does he yeah, like her? Yeah, I
1: mean, I think it's one of those things where it's probably like, if you got to actually see the innermost workings of someone's brain and all of their thoughts on a continual basis, and then you like what you see after being in a sea of random, you know, voices screaming at you all the time, that's me. I will say. Well, I'm not going to get to the do they last thing, but like, if you do love someone after knowing everything they think after hours and hours and hours of working with them on a regular basis, you you really fucking love that person.
0: Yeah, yeah. So the, they're getting along and they're getting closer. And she, Darcy, texts or not texts, calls him. It's the year 2000. She calls him, <coughs> hey, let's meet up for drinks. And they go to some well lit bar somewhere in Chicago. And
1: And he almost blows his cover because when she calls him, this
0: would be a nightmare.
1: Thank God people text now, but like, she's like, she doesn't actually say, Hey, she thinks, Hey, Uh, and also why the hell am I calling this guy? And so he's like, Oh, Hey, Darcy, what's up. And it's like, that would be the biggest mind fuck because you, you would have to know what you're listening for to know if she's thinking it or saying it.
0: Yeah. So, and while it's doing that, they're, they're at the bar together getting closer so they just start full on making out at this uh, yeah. bar. Yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> gross because like people are eating around you. Uh, it, was, it was a lounge within a bar, you know. So there's a decor. Yeah, right? you to have a jam. I
1: dig a lounge though. Lounge is way better than like both bar
0: or club. Bar, I hate because I have to talk, and if there's mm. music playing, I'm not listening to what a person is saying, and then. I like clubs because I like to dance, and then I'm not asked to listen to what you're saying. Uh wow. To- wow. <sighs> listen.
1: Classic Boca. All he wants to know is if those hips lie. He doesn't give a shit about the, the mouthpiece. The
0: out. Shut the fuck up. There's okay.
1: problematic Boca out here in these streets.
0: Okay. Don't
1: <laughs> call me. You out. appreciate people for their minds, Boca.
0: Oh, you do. Okay. Yeah. So fine. They start making out and they're going out. They're, they're leaving he's trying to put her in the taxi um, yep. and he can and Mel Gibson, and Nick can read minds and be like she wants better sense uh, but he decides to like just send her home be like all right bye he ends the conversations that way he doesn't fuck so that was interesting and that's how we knew he's yeah. somehow more into her than just casually. Meanwhile, um, based on his mind reading, Nick knows that his daughter wants to lose her virginity to 18 year old Cameron at prom. And he tries to get we're oh, out yeah. of order a little bit but he tries yeah, to have some sort of sex talks with her sex talk with her at a diner and she's just like you're not a real dad to me you don't know me mom already gave me the sex talk shut the fuck up uh i hate you or,
1: yeah which you is fact. honestly that's a that sounds like a typical conversation with most teenagers so oh, people who were able to speak to their parents that way
0: astounding insane oh yeah yeah.
1: I was not one of those people. I would have, I I mean, I was close enough with my parents where I could get away with a lot conversationally. But if I ever was like, you guys suck, fuck you. I just walked away. Oh, that'd be the end of me. It'd be. I hard. have,
0: I've slammed a door in my parents' house twice in 18 years. How'd that go? <laughs> um, I think once was, once there was a cur, there was a gust of wind too. So it wasn't even my fault. And then I'm like, yo, 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 yo. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Wind uh let's not box uh and then the other time didn't go well anyway yeah uh oh marissa tome yes
1: so this was the spider sense so getting back in chronological order after the makeout uh with darcy then the spider sense tangles like oh there's some lola around where where why is she near me (laughs) no marissa tome's musk a hundred percent And so she's waiting outside of his apartment building, like, just pacing and going fucking insane because he hasn't called her back in six days after saying he wasn't going to hurt her. Mm. And now it's the early 2000s, so you can't just leave people on red. And Mm. uh, she's
0: been ghosted. Oh, yeah. Yeah, So so she is upset. And I was like, I wrote in caps, poor Marissa Tomei, simp face. Don't you hurt Marissa Tomei why would you hurt Marissa Tomei? Um, and so just so it's, so he makes it, it's not you, it's me. He lies and says, he's uh, says that he's gay. Well, because she has a hypothesis, which is, oh, it makes so much sense. You're so like
1: emotionally in tune yeah, and like have such this great feminine inside. It's because you're gay, isn't it? And then yeah. in her head, she's having a nervous breakdown, which is like, tell me you're gay. Tell me you're gay. You have to be gay. If you're not gay, then that means you're rejecting me. And I can't deal with rejection. You have to be gay. Yeah. So he says he's gay. Yeah.
0: <laughs> which, I mean, what else are you going to do? So,
1: which also is a funny angle, though, because for a movie that's built on the concept of like toxic masculinity, it also, in this moment, reinforces that same narrative, which is, yeah. if you are in tune with your emotions at all, you must be a homosexual. Oh, yeah,
0: exactly. So that that part didn't age well. 2000, mm-hmm. I suppose. Um, you know what? I, I don't have the context for this, but I do need to call it out because somewhere but, in between Marissa Tomei going crazy, and Darcy taking Nick back to her apartment. I have this note. Yes. Mel Gibson's character getting a yarmulke. What? (laughs) (laughs) Please explain, Boka. Mel Gibson, I don't know. I don't remember why this happened, where this happened, or when this happened. In between the moments of him lying to Mercy Tomei and him going back to Helen Hunt's place, going back to Darcy's place, Mel Gibson gets a yarmulke. No, he doesn't. When does this happen? That's the thing. Is this one
1: of those things like everyone thought Shaq was in that movie where he plays a genie, but that never existed and people are thinking there's an
0: alternate reality or something? We have somehow split in time. We're in an endless loop of suffering. (laughs) that won't be ended until we go back to the original timeline to that moment and stop the divergence. Because we all know- The divergence started- With Mel Gibson (laughs) for that yarmulke. No, not with Mel Gibson in the yarmulke. Shut the fuck up. I'm saying that an in our timeline that is an endless cycle of suffering started with some of us remembering that Shaq was in his genie movie and some people denying it vehemently. So we will one day be returned. Many of us will cease to exist, but that's, you know, probably for the best. I thought it was when Cubby died. Oh, don't.
1: He launched us in the bad timeline. He was protecting us from the world's evils. Then Listen, he passed away. And then look what happened to the world. Shut the fuck up. You think the world's evils weren't already being evil before Kobe died? Shit got worse. Shit got He's one man. He could only prevent so much. I don't want to bring the mood down, Gary. Fine. All Co- Mel saying- Gibson is wearing a yarmulke. <laughs> <laughs> when did this happen and why? I don't
0: remember. We have to go back. I don't. Did you rent it? How did you get the movie? Mel Gibson is wearing. It's on HBO now. Oh, I Damn pirated man. it. Damn it, uh, I have HBO too. <laughs> I didn't that look smart enough. I didn't nope. look. I just
1: enough. always Google the name of the movie and where's it streaming, and then I just go there.
0: Okay, well you're smarter than me, but like, mark you know, the date and time. <laughs> I'm just saying that. Uh, wow. Mel gibson anyway so helen helen hunt darcy at some point they're both working late in the office burning that that oil trying to get the yep. uh nike women's big account. pitch for nike yeah and helen and darcy's like hey i gotta show you something so this she pulls such a guy move she's like hey you yeah know, it's super important i gotta show you something and she takes him back to her place mm-hmm. you no know, it'll be real quick it's super important i just gotta show you something here's my new apartment
1: and it's the first Emphasis. place I've ever bought in my entire life. Yeah. And it's huge and massive and great. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it's immediately like we were already setting the mood here. Yeah. Um, and then and
0: it, it's such a point. It's such a guy level lie of, oh, yeah, no, it's not important. But I just want to show you something. Yeah, yeah, just real and quick. Just big flex. Yeah. It's like, oh, so here's my bedroom. <laughs> and uh, oh, no. Yeah. That's, so she has that's, the <laughs> furniture in it. If it was yeah.
1: the, like, sleazebag guy move, it would be like, oh, I'm just moving in. And it's, like, only the mattress is there. Everything
0: else is in boxes. No headboard. No headboard. No mattress on floor. Yeah. You know, the bar is really on the floor because I saw something about, like, you know, y'all, if you're still fucking people that don't have a headboard, you got to love yourself. I'm like, how many people don't have headboards? Not to be like, is that, I don't know if that's a hell of privileged a privileged statement. But- I, didn't, I don't
1: have a headboard.
0: Well you like a, a thing that you have a thing I mean, like that sets for the, up if a, if
1: we ever actually publish the video of any of this, I am sitting on a bed with a headboard, but this is not yeah. my bed.
0: Yeah. No, but just you have a thing that lifts lifts your bed off the ground and True.
1: Yeah. There's a frame, there's order to it. There just happens to not be a headboard.
0: Yeah. But it's like I don't, I don't know if it's about the headboard, but just the idea of like, yo, know, the low mattress that has like nothing to it, you know? Yeah. So apparently that's that's a way a lot of young men are living. So well, shame on you. Get get some sheets that aren't navy blue. Yep. Move the bed out of the corner of your bedroom mm-hmm. and get ahead. Wash your sheets. Frequently, yeah. Yeah, weekly my, if you're being on your shit. Yeah, also my sheets uh, are okay. And Wait, what? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. What the fuck is no, you say? You, you looked guilty, so I was like, boke. <laughs> what about washing sheets? Yep. I wash my sheets. Fuck you. Okay, there we go. You've heard up. it here Shut first. Shut the fuck up. Okay, so... <laughs> Uh, Nick presents the account to Nike women's and which at this point, he's starting to actually feel guilty. So he's like, no, no, no. Like this is you, you should actually yeah. be the one doing the pitch. Yeah. And she's like, no, you did it. And he's like, but I stole all your ideas so frequently throughout the movie. She's like, Oh my God, I was just thinking, <clears throat> he pitches it, goes full Don Draper, kills it. Everyone loves yep. it. they get the account. Alan Alda as the, the leader of the office or whatever he's like yeah no you did all that shit i guess i didn't need darcy so i fired her i was like that is way too quick to fire somebody super quick if you hire somebody then afterwards she's the one who even got the meeting with nike women's and under her her team because mel gibson now reports to her they then land nike women's she did not fuck up but she was like Well, if Mel Gibson could do it the whole time, but you wouldn't have had the fucking first meeting, and Mel Gibson wouldn't have fucking tried. So, because he he would not have known about Nike Women's because he only knew that meeting her mind, and she was the one that brought that intel to the company. Yeah, but nobody knows he can read minds. But still, the idea of firing your creative director after one account goes well that she brought in in the first that she got the attention of seems short sighted. So short sighted. I was like, this is absurd. Like I've never worked agency life and I've never been uh, a manager, but it's like, oh my God. Yeah. But also the internet didn't exist. So you could probably do a bunch of stupid shit and you're never going to have any backlash from it. Yeah. So Nick is now like, I'm in love with Darcy and I stole her ideas. So for two separate reasons, I do need to talk to her. But while he's running out the door, he notices somebody's missing from the office. The quiet girl with a straight. Oh, but we haven't discussed. The- now I feel like we're the assholes because we've forgotten to bring her up in the uh, in the actual synapses of the well, movie. So, okay, I don't know how the hell to bring her up, but like you okay. you you give her give the folks the deets, give them the skinny. Okay, so she's
1: like a like a gopher in the office, basically, who's just supposed to be, like, you know, running around, delivering papers, doing menial tasks. She's always dressed in, like, flesh tones or, like, basically, like, just big Amish energy that's, like, neck-to-toe, that long guy? skirts. I mean... <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, So so she, she's not really noticed in the office. The only reason that he even notices her because she never has before is just because he can read everyone's thoughts. And all of her thoughts are, like, kind of funny in a really dark way, but always end with her killing herself. And so he is a little bit inquisitive about her, or like inquires to his, his admins, like, hey, who is this chick? Or like, you know, what was she about? And they tell her, you know, or him, you know, she wanted to be a copywriter. She wanted to sit down with you and discuss that a while ago, but you told him, us to blow her off. And so he does. And so she has this line early on that's basically like, hey, one day I'm going to not even be here. I'll just kill myself. And the only reason that they'll even notice is because like someone will have missed one piece of paper and go, oh, where was that mousy girl in the office? And that yeah. will be the end of it. And so one day that kind of happens. And he's like, oh shit, <laughs> oh this God.
0: is D-Day. <laughs> Sorry. <just laughs> the it literally you... goes down verbatim. Yeah. He just zipped into that.
1: Um, yep. So yeah, he goes so... to
0: Chinatown where she lives and? Yeah. and Oh my God. So first off, no umbrella. Hmm. No umbrella, just None. a trench coat to flash women, which I'm sure he did back before he could read their minds. Yep. And so, wearing nothing but a yarmulke and a flasher coat. Oh, God, I swear does to God, he had the yarmulke. Um, I'll go back and find it. So, do it. He does that and he's like, Does anybody know where Aaron lives on the street? And it's like, Who's Aaron? And really, he's showing people's address, like, Hey, where's this address? Because it was before, it was even before MapQuest, it's the year 2000. And uh he goes and then this quiet, mysterious Asian woman, ooh, cause this isn't gonna tie into some old, I was gonna bring that up. Yeah, so this this she never speaks, ooh, spicy, ooh. So they she the the quiet little Asian woman, not quiet, silent Asian woman points him down in an alley and he's like this way, and she just nods. He goes down the alley and then lightning strikes and it hits the power converter and there's water all around and he gets shocked again, but he doesn't pass out. And you can tell, Oh no, his mind reading power is about to go away. This kind of actually sucks because he seems to have gotten used to it. Oh no. Ooh. And so he goes to Aaron, Aaron, right? Yeah. Aaron's apartment. Yeah. Um, The quiet and girl is like, Hey, um, please don't kill yourself. You're now hired as a copywriter. Because, like, years ago, he blew her off. That'll his- fix all your problems. Yeah. Clinical depression will go away the second you become a copywriter. I mean, if the day that she was probably going to kill herself, somebody shows up and says, hey, please don't, and here's a promotion, you you bought time. Um, yeah. Probably. And so she doesn't. Okay. He averted suicide thanks to mind-reading powers and funky-feeling white people endorsed Asian mysticism. Then he goes over to Darcy's apartment and says, hey – I'm not going to explain it via mind reading and telepathy, but I did steal all your ideas. Um, please come back. Which
1: I get as the audience, like you get it. You understand why they're having this conversation and you like empathize with, with what's going on. But from her perspective, she just buys this like, Somehow I've been stealing all your ideas and I've been pitching them as my own. And she just goes, Oh yeah, yeah, no, a hundred percent. And you're like th- the way that this whole thing has been framed, she's never written them down. She had never presented them. She never put them in any drive or folder or whatever, where he could have pulled them out and then used them. There's nothing that he could have stolen from her vantage point. Other than that, she's always in her head thinking like, damn, I was just about to say that. But like, it's just a weird conversation for those two to have with with him never bringing up, I have psychic powers because short of that explanation, I'm not sure from her point of view,
0: how she would have known this or how she'd be like, oh yeah, no, a hundred percent. If she had the susp- feeling like, man, this guy is always finishing my sentences, and then he tells you, I stole your idea, and you want to stay employed so you can keep your bomb-ass two-story apartment that you now own in Chicago, mm-hmm. probably on the Gold Coast, you're just going to go with it. You're like, that seems right. I keep my job, and you're fired, which was a twist, yeah. a soft twist, um, but it was fine because he'll land on his feet probably and love like, conquers all and they kiss and yeah wait let me see if i can find the, the his end speech because he has a good romantic comedy end speech um there we I go can't... find it yeah no it'll take me i tried
1: to google the yarmulke thing
0: while you were talking and i can't find it it's because so this super... is some split timeline shit i promise you it's real and i can i can pull it up for you later right, I'll right i'll tell you what moment in the thing later but i can't okay. find his end speech right now and it would take me too long otherwise. But he has a nice rom com speech and they kiss and it's happy. Also at some point, uh, he goes to daughter's prom and makes daughter feel better. We weren't that invested in that plot line, were we? No. No. So we're she fine. Yeah, we don't even need to get into it. You watch the
1: movie, we'll save something for you. There you go. You can have that very not memorable scene. Yeah. Yeah. So who do you love in this movie? Um, I, I, I loved, a ver- I had to put myself in a certain mind for him. I was like, I love a version of watching Mel Gibson before he became, uh, Mel Gibson, where I was like, oh yeah, look, it's Mel Gibson before he became what he'd become. Um, and I do like that they gave his character an arc. I thought he was well-written and I thought Mel Gibson played the role really well. And of course I really liked Darcy. Uh, but yeah. I always go with like, I like the titular characters of the movie. Um, well, I guess not titular, but you know, I, I like the main characters in the movie. Um, so I guess if it's someone that is not the main person that I would have loved in this movie. Um, uh, oh, uh, hmm. I I'm not sure I really love anyone outside of those two. Lola was fun, but they don't really use her for much after they just make her have a panic attack about him needing to be gay, which she'll I now find out. Lola
0: because I love Marissa Tomei. Well, yeah, she's great, but... If you're reading this, if you're listening to this, Marissa Tomei, please, anyway... I thought you were going to say if you're reading this, it's too late. (laughs) What? No, listen. Love is an open door, Garrett. It's never too late for Marissa Tomei. Fine. Yeah, put that on my tombstone. Marissa Tomei, please. Put that on my tombstone. Marissa Tomei, Tomei, it's not too late. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) To my fucking corpse. Uh, Yeah, so I love her. Um, Do these two last. Uh,
1: Unless... She, unless she ends up not liking him at some point, but I'm assuming, again, if you've read someone's mind and known them for as long as they've known each other with a continual loop of their most inner thoughts and you still love this person, then it should, in theory, last. Plus, he was enough of a changed person when they finally yeah. met that I think it would. Unless, of course, she somehow discovers that he had mystical powers and was reading her mind the entire relationship, feels robbed, and that there was an imbalance in power
0: and decides to leave him. No, that's not going to happen because how, how would she ever find out? You know in the sequel, what women want to yeah. electric boogaloo more wanting more women. Um, yep. no, I don't think they last because if the relationship, if they were able to fall in love only when he was able to like read her mind, now that he doesn't have that ability anymore, she's gonna be like, This yeah. is the same person I fell in love with because it's oh, that like, is true, yeah, a lesser version. Um, yeah, yeah. but I love, yeah, I loved Lola, love Mercy all right, finally. Would you give it skill one to ten? Yeah, I'm skip count of three. One, two, two, three, 7.5. 8.4. Oh wow. Did I don't you... know why point four. I
1: just threw it at it. Cause I just had a fun time with it. I thought it was a good it's it's well crafted, the pacing's good. It is a bit long. Um I think they could have shaved. It's like two hours. Yeah, they could have shaved a good 20
0: minutes out of this thing. Yeah. They could have shaved some of the plot lines that we just didn't bring up. Once um, you watch a rom com that's good and it's ninety minutes, you want every rom com. Yeah, when Harry met Sally really did set that bar. Exactly. I think Palm Springs is ninety minutes. It's a it's a thing. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I just I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun time. I thought
1: it was super solid. But I w- I think I put it, the reason why I gave it in the eights is because I would watch it again and again and again. I don't think I'd get sick of it. Um, yes. Whereas some of these other ones, I would be like, this might have been better, but I'm not sure
0: I actually want to ever watch this again. Yeah that's fair garrett i have a game i'd like to play with you oh god what is it so ahead of doing this episode i texted messaged and posted on instagram to several friends what do women want yes i would like to post some of these to you and have you guess did a man write this or did a woman write this
1: oh this will be this is this will end well would you like to play okay let's go
0: so all I'm guessing is man or woman? You, all you're guessing is man or woman. Okay, let's do it. Cheese. Woman. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Here we go. Yes. Yeah. Okay.
1: You, you got that. my girlfriend loves cheese.
0: Oh, well, that, that's nice and so dumb. <laughs> <Not that she laughs> hey, you got cheese. me the right answer. Whatever cheese. you get there. But the fact that that's how you fucking connected, anyway. Yes. Okay. What would Haley want? Round two. Consistency.
1: Oh, that's also a woman.
0: Correct. That one's yeah. perfect. Yeah. You're too well. What's Round that? three. Yes. To be seen through the lenses that we define or they define for themselves. See, that's one of those things that it sounds like it should be a woman. But it's a guy. Damn. Yeah.
1: Correct. Look at me go. Okay. (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) What What Round four. Yeah, yeah. Maybe with some heat. Women want to be happy and live to their fullest potential. Mm. It's one of those statements that sounds like it should be a woman again,
1: but it also sounds like some guy that's about to launch into some sort of nice guy speech. (laughs) <laughs> um so i'm gonna say it's a dude incorrect fuck that, women want to have happy lives and live to their fullest potential which is why they should date me i'm just so nice i don't understand why you're not texting me back come on i'll take you
0: out to dinner <laughs> oh god, We're go- it's all of guard i got a coupon let's go unlimited soup salad and breadsticks all right let me let me toss you a softball I mean, I'm always going to convert it to women, so that way you can't really tell. <clears throat> yeah, women don't even know what women want. How am I supposed to know what women want? That's a dude. Yeah, yeah. I was softball. Yeah. yeah. All right. And the last one. Okay. Rolls Royce. Oh wow. Um, that was a woman him yes okay you did pretty right, good yeah. what's that i, mean, I only th- missed
1: one yeah yeah and the one i missed i really think's a toss-up
0: yeah you got four out of five there, there were more wow. responses i'm gonna put them on twitter go to at podcast bromance to see some of these but yeah garrett four out of five that's an 80 percent. you Look pass go you're not a chauvinist that's what that test was for
1: wow last night i electrocuted myself thank
0: god yeah, and then you go to Professor Xavier's school for gifted children, and he yep. just out there in the X-Jet fighting <laughs> Magneto by hitting women and reading their minds, Garrett. It's just
1: such a not useful superpower in the context of fighting galactic worlds, it's just destroying like it, threats, you, in the same way of like you go, and then I'm going to launch to a nerd ramp.
0: No, I was going to say, you get 50% of the planet. That's pretty good. <laughs> For mind reading, yeah, I mean,
1: by, we, so me and my girlfriend were rewatching all the Avengers movies, and it was just like watching Black Widow and Hawkeye, and it's just like you could shoot a bow well, and yes, you were trained by like the CIA or whatever, uh, KGB, but like you're just regular schmucks, like you're very <laughs> talented regular schmucks. You, you're dying round one, any fight, you're done. It's over.
0: There's a Galactic Loki invasion. Congratulations, first dead. the The first one's dead. <laughs> They have spunky, Garrett. You're underestimating the power of spunk. Chutzpah, you know, just. Uh, Charisma,
1: all the other things that sound like fake mythological diseases. Hearts.
0: Hearts. Guts. Oomph. They got it. Pizzazz. Juz. <laughs> Juz. Where's Juj come from? Who 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 gave us Juz? I don't know. That sounds. Uh, kind of sounds like Hebrew a little bit. Hebrew or Yiddish? Oh, yeah, Yiddish. That's what I meant. Yeah. I've, I've spoken and written at length about Jewish cultural fetishization. So I will say uh, Yiddish. Wow. Okay. There we go. And on that note, I think we should close out. Thank you all yeah, for listening. We're you done. At on Twitter. Be sure to follow us, like, subscribe, blah, blah, at Podcast Bromance on Twitter. There we go. And, and I forgot
1: my own Twitter handle, so it's not even worth shouting out. Seriously? Uh, is it at
0: GBaliet? I don't know. Maybe it's, it's at... Closed. Try that. It, 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 close enough you know yeah or ask me how to follow garrett i've had people say like i want to know i want to get inside garrett's head so they, they find are you are a fascinating people? and controversial who are these people wow yes you know they're they're people they're they're friends perfect okay well come come jump inside my head <laughs> yeah all right thanks so much everybody